I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! Welcome everybody. It is Friday. Today's the 5th. The 5th of March. It's going fast, The 5th of March. It's going fast. Beware the eyes of March. <laughs> All right, well, I think we've already had a rough enough 2020. We ain't got to be wearing nothing in March. We're just happy the sun's out. <laughs> so, uh, we got some news this week, man. We have a lot of exciting things I've heard about, man. Uh, Jonathan uh, got quite a bit of news, I guess, with uh, artwork and website promotions. We got the Facebook page just about ready to go, I believe. And what about the website itself, uh, More Bands? Uh, so the More Bands website, uh, I'm uh, still working on the account types and everything, but uh, I think we're kind of figuring out exactly what we need to do to get that up and running. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, man. We, we uh, Wilson's not with us today, but uh, he's with us in spirit. We give a shout out to him. Um, Jonathan Grissom with me as always, and I'm Brad Biggs with 13th Step Tone Solutions. And... Um, I mean, we're, we are uh, gearing up. I think we're getting a little more comfortable with this gig. It's, uh, it's been a lot of work. I can definitely see why people just quit because the, the level of frustration with some of this stuff is, uh, man, you think we live in this modern technological, technological times, but you still deal with data loss and shit getting messed up. So it's like uh, it's, the more it's, things change, the more they stay the same. It's like a local band, you know? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, 10-4. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, man. Tell us about your artwork, your uh, website you got going on. Let's hear it. Um, so, uh, let me see. Um, about, let me see, the end of 2019, uh, I started uh, doing pore painting. It's like a art form. It's acrylics. Um, and so, like, uh, started doing it for therapy. Back in high school, I used to draw a lot, and I used to do a lot of different painting and everything. Took a lot of art classes. Uh Took some art classes in college, uh, whenever I was out, you know, out in Colorado, and um, and so my uh, therapist like told me do something that you used to be passionate about, but like that you haven't done in a very long time, and and you know, and so I started watching these videos, and I was watching all this really cool stuff, and there's a this awesome artist, uh, it's a mixed media girl on YouTube, uh, she shows you exactly what to mix how to mix paint how to add stuff to the paint you know uh you can add like gold flakes you can add uh um was it like uh, silicone and even like wd-40 does it uh cool. yeah so like you spray the stuff in, in in like the paint and what it does is it causes these things called cells so depending on how, like the type of uh silicone that you use and everything the size of the cells are bigger smaller like they just create these little bubble looking things um and uh and so um anyway uh fast forward about a year into the pandemic um i started doing it at the beginning of the pandemic about about um march about february march time frame of 2020 and um and so then i started doing that and i think i'm up to like 100 paintings like 100 150 paintings right now cool um and people like personally contact me to purchase and uh and so uh one of my friends the other day uh which i've been having a lot of struggles finding the right 
uh, platforms to go through to to actually sell my art and put it online. Um, I've been putting on like Facebook. I get personal messages. People pay me through Vitmo or Cash App uh, to buy some paintings. Uh, and and so then my my friend was like, "You you have your site up yet?" And I'm like, "You know, I'm just gonna sit down and do this." So then I uh, I sit down the other night and I only had three paintings on the site right now. Um, the it's it's on lockdown, but it actually has a link on the on the center. It says like uh, put down your email whenever the site opens, so then people can actually like let them let me know that they're interested in looking at some of the art. Um, and so that's a uh, jgrissomart.com. Uh, uh, and then um, other than that, uh, I've spent a lot of time working on more bands. Um, a lot of a lot of that site is is it's just it's just programming. It's kind of like um, you know uh, MySpace and Facebook and all these apps. They weren't really built in a day. I mean, like you know, everybody feels like like all that stuff is really fast. Um, but I mean, it, it, it takes time to do programming, um, and and so and also it's like if you're on a shoestring budget and paying these people like a. Um, a person, a programmer, or whatever, the average program charges between a thousand and five thousand dollars, and and that's just for like basic programming. Um, and so whenever you start getting into these deeper sites and stuff like that, they want like you're, you're talking twenty, thirty grand to do sure. what I'm trying to do. Sure. Um, and so I'm trying to program it myself, um, but I, I I do use a software that. Um, comes out of another state that there's a whole set of programmers that that's what they specialize in is this software so I'm probably gonna link up with them um, and and try to do like a cross promotional basically help their business out um, I, I, I wish that they would have like because um, I can't say the name of the software I'd be giving away my secrets but <laughs> um, but but I think I, I think that if there was a way that I could cross platform with them to offer a interface that's just for artists for their individual websites, then we could probably offer that as a service. Sure. Um, and so then we could be like um, I know Reverb does it, but they charge like a monthly fee. Um, and I just I would like to have something that's like flat rate, just install and go. Um, I, I I do WordPress and stuff, but um, WordPress is is definitely. It's all beast in software. Um, most of it's built for blogs. Um, yeah, and then I mean, and then of course the podcast. Uh, we've been working on this for a while now, um, running into some hiccups and everything, but it's a I think it's coming process, along. You know. Yeah, it's it's coming along. I I think I think that a few of our episodes are going to probably end up being raw episodes, just to co- so we can get them out there. Um, and get people listening and everything. I, I got a few other friends that that do a few other podcasts that I t- you know I talk to all the time, um, and so I, I, I know a lot of this stuff is not an easy process and and everything. So I've been p- picking up gig work to uh, to do like um, Postmates and all that kind of stuff, you know, because you got to make a living. Got to keep the lights on, brother. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, I'll speak for. Uh myself here too as far as jonathan's artwork guys check it out it's really really cool stuff uh i'm looking to get a tapestry uh oh probably like a what do you figure six by nine something like that yeah probably the good size but uh i mean i'm not i'm not promoting the use of certain psychedelic substances but i will say that jonathan's art represents it quite well at least this last batch i was uh i was 
very impressed and they're very very beautiful drawn paintings i mean the, the blue one you sent me i'm like yeah that's going up on the wall for sure <laughs> but we also have another little thing and, and by the way i, I want to stress this too um so this whole umbrella is going to be over or under uh, more bands, more bands media, <clears throat> and that is as Jonathan's baby, and uh, the podcast is something we're all partnering on, and basically we want to be able to get this content out to y'all on as many levels as possible, especially while the website is under construction. So you can always check us out on Facebook. Um, I try to put links on my Instagram, at least to somehow find a way where you can get back to the podcast. And uh, we just kind of got to the point where that's uh, possible. We kind of threw this thing together before we really had a platform to upload anything to. So. It's coming along, and, and we're building and we're growing right along with y'all. So I hope whoever's out there listening to this, stick with us, because uh, it's going to get exciting. Um, we also have a guitar. It's an Ibanez. It's an older, older Ibanez, but it's a cool guitar. Uh, we're gonna. I, I gave it to Jonathan to, to do one of his paintings on, and we're going to sell tickets for it. We're going to raffle it off, and that'll help us generate income to make this show better. And it'd be a cool guitar for somebody out there, you know, if you're a guitar player or just a, a guy that likes to have pretty things on his wall, you know. Yeah, be it a, can be displayed or it can be played. Played or displayed, man. That's yeah. my life right there. <laughs> well, I got some exciting news, man. I don't know if, I think I sent this to you and maybe some of you guys out there heard this too. Uh, Live Nations, I said it on their quarterly meeting, they, they put it out there. They announced that they are going to try, starting in Colorado, hopefully red rocks first i love that place uh -huh. and if they do we're road trip but uh, they announced that they want to have outdoor venues open into capacity or some kind of capacity by the end of july now i've played in bands but i've never been on the managerial side of a venue so maybe you can fill me in on your realistic possibilities of this taking place what do you think so i mean i i think that honestly um, if you're if you're following like uh, all the mass mandates and you're and you're following all the, the different uh, rules and everything, that if you uh, if you were to set it up where you had the social distancing and stuff, that you could probably pre still have a pretty good sized show. I mean they they pack in about maybe a uh, like you know thousands and thousands of people so you, you even if you're at half capacity that's a pretty good amount of people but uh in these large large venues um outdoor venues you can you can pack in uh 10 to twenty thousand people um and so uh I, I guess like with the social distancing though there there was areas where people kind of already do that anyway um, I, I don't know if you've ever noticed that in music venues, but um, people want to set with their friends. So, like, if you go, if you go to like some of the outdoor venues here, uh, they would like set um, in one group, and then over here you'd have a group, and over here you have a group, um, and they didn't really pack in unless they had to. Uh, and so, I, I think that that's going to be more of the thing, or they might end up having. Um, you know, setting areas where you could like rent out certain areas and stuff, which they already had box seating in some venues where it was like this. It, it um, you know, I don't want to say it looks like a cattle holder, but it, it kind of does. It has yeah. seats in it and then it has like a little cattle holder. Uh, I've seen images of that kind of stuff, which I'm, I'm like, I'm not fully for on that one. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, but that is an idea. I, I think that, that you should 
make it open as in as in like have an area for all those people that want to social distance and do their thing and want to do it in a safe manner and then all the people that that actually are you know um open to the idea of actually being around people again let them do their thing I, I mean, I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm all for free choice, and, and I'm, I'm very, like, big person on uh, personal, you know, um, what do you call it, uh, personal responsibility. Right, right. And so, I mean, I, I think that we all take our precautions. Uh, whenever, whenever I go out to places and stuff, I follow the, the mandate. When I'm in places that are more familiar that I go to all the time, I, I don't follow as many regulations, um, and so. I, I think that that's a big part of it, and I, I think that everybody's probably going to come in contact with any. I mean, it's just like the flu; like you, you come in contact with the flu all the time. Um, so I mean, it, it's similar to that, where where like obviously it's a more deadlier thing, but you are going to possibly come in contact with it if you want to um, have that kind of fun. There, it's like boxing. Life is like boxing. Protect yourself at all times, and you know some people aren't going to get in the ring, so. To me, especially the outdoor venues, I think that would be a lot easier to mitigate that risk because those areas are so big. Mm -hmm. And you can have an area for the social distance crowd, and then you can have the front, you know, however many rows want to be that rowdy crowd that, you know, does the jumping and the moshing and all that. I think you can have that at a venue as big as, say, like the Zoo Amp or Red Rocks or these mm -hmm. big outdoor amphitheaters. That should not be a problem. The problem with, would be like the theaters. Oh yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're talking uh, like a like a venue like um, the Fillmore, which you know I love that place, and it. it but three thousand five hundred people packed in arm in arm. You know, like I, I've seen events there where, um, like they did this thing uh, called a puddle cuddle, and uh, puddle cuddle is the weirdest thing you'll ever see <laughs> in your life. That sounds like the uh, <laughs> so. Uh, so in EDM music, uh, in electronic dance music, there's a uh, there's just like. Uh, type of music it's it's like a it's like a sleep music um, a lot of times whenever I tell like you know my Alexa or whatever I'm like play some sleep music and it puts on these albums that are just like so you can lay down you can relax you can go to sleep um, well there's these people that get together and they listen to similar type of EDM music where the artist actually gears the music based on mood so like the person goes from like a day where the first day of the week it's like it's like this upbeat crazy concert and then and then and then the music just starts to like die down throughout the week and it just slowly goes into this thing and then at the very end it says everybody that bought tickets for the whole week they they all bring blankets with them and pillows and and all that kind of stuff i can and literally they, feel the ecstasy coming on as yeah, you're telling me this story. yes yeah so and they're and they're on they're on all sorts of uh well, I mean, the venue doesn't condone it, but they're sure, on a bunch sure. of uh, stuff, and uh, and so they all come in the venue, and they lay down blankets and pillows and beds and mattresses, the weird stuff, and and they lay it throughout the venue, and they just like lay there and watch the music and listen to the music and just lay down and and whatever happens in those groups, man, I don't want to know. There's blankets covering them, whatever, right? But uh, weirdest thing ever, um, and, and so like at this one event, um, and so you can barely walk through the people in the main part that you actually have that happening, and then all the walk areas are clear, but the thing is is that like there's so much of that going on that, that you cannot go into the crowd. 
So you're you're kind of yeah. uh, for security and event staff. It's like unless there's an emergency, you cannot go into this crowd. You can't push them aside. Can't do any of that stuff because you can't get into the crowd because there's so many people just laying down in the venue, and um and so like the fire department uh, guy one time because uh, it was the first time they were doing it in a place like Denver, he uh, he he looked at the panel, and then he looked at the crowd, and he said, well, if this place goes up in flames, I guess everybody else is going to go up with it. And just like, and it started laughing, and then he walked away, and, and this is the fire chief, and he said this, and he laughed, and he walked away, and we were all standing there like, oh, this is going to be fun, <laughs> right? So, I mean, whenever you're in that kind of environment, um... I don't think that you could pack in that many people that close to each other. Uh, I've been to shows where, I mean, you're literally arm in arm. Like, you're oh, right yeah, next to each sure. other. You can't move. You hit each other in the arms. Um, you know, back when I was younger, I used to be that guy that would get all the way up on the stage, like, right up on the, on the thing. And I used to go through the crowd and, and everything. Um, still do that sometimes, but... It really depends on the venue, and yeah. I'd rather be on kind of like the side, which is why I point back like outdoor venues for for the whole like um, virus thing. Um, places like uh, the Zoo Amphitheater, on the left side of the venue, there was like this area, and everybody was always spread out, and it was a very open area. And I guess it was because they allowed smoking. I don't know why, but like there was this area where it was always open. We'd always go to that side. You could still see the stage, you could still see the band, you could still see the artist on the stage, but you were actually over on a side where you could just watch the stage and enjoy the show. And and so, I mean, I think as as people get in their 30s and 40s, that, that's more of the enjoyment. Uh, originally, why I wanted to start more bands, um, you know, and, and, and kind of part of that is because I want to open up a music venue that has like a living space. So I want to be able to sit in my living space, soundproofed building, you know, soundproof apartment, go to sleep, come downstairs and just watch the show that night, right? And then go back upstairs and not have to worry about, you know, pulling out a card and running it for, for booze, you know, yeah. just having an account set up where it's like, oh, well, the profits come in and it pays for my drinks or whatever, you know, it does my thing and then it just goes back up, I go back upstairs there. But what I wanted to do was, was whenever it expanded, I want to put those several places. So then I would have these venues that have these, a way for me to sleep and travel. Right. And then I could travel to venue to venue. I could check out work. They don't even have to know who I am. You know, like it would be nice to be able to be that secret boss where you walk into a show, you sit down, you watch the show, you get a drink, you see how people on operations is running. And then at the very end, you just kind of tell them, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, it's nice meeting you all. But um, but you kind of get a feel of what your business is really doing because, like, the, a big part of business is that a lot of a lot of CEOs, they get they get kind of at the top and they, they kind of become blind at the wheel. Um, but, I mean, but that's the, that's the idea is that be able to just have a venue. But those are all small venues, that idea, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking local music, local venues. Um, and so a lot of those things, you're, you're talking maybe... 40 to 100 people. Uh, the Hilo holds 100 people. Um, and I think they've been running 50 capacity. I think people got a memo. I, I, I didn't get the memo, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure people got the memo. Because somewhere, somewhere, either on the internet or on the news, we're back open. Because <laughs> here's the thing. 
here's the thing. I went down to the bars in Oklahoma City, and they're packed. Packed houses. Uh, there is a place. It's a new place. I, I, I didn't know this. Um, and you, maybe you don't know this. Um, the Bricktown Event Center. Have you ever been there? Yes. The Coca- they used to have the Coca-Cola sign over it. Yeah. 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 Out of business. Uh, it Whoa. turned into the Chevy Center. It is now called Cowboy Ranch. It is a bar and grill. Um, it is a... That's a huge it place is for a bar a, and grill. It's it's basically the new Grams. I mean, like, I went inside, or like, so, sorry, so Instagram, right? My friend works there, saw video. I'm talking packed parking lot, packed house. Damn. That is the new Grams. That is packs all up. You ever been to a Grams and it was always packed, full of people all doing country line dancing and yeah. all this stuff? Yeah. Pretty much, that's what they're doing there. I don't know what all the events they're doing there. I don't know if they're, I guess they're going to have some country concerts. I, I don't know, but it's basically a, a country venue, um, just like Graham's was, um, you know. And I, and I, I think it was a better idea anyway, because uh, Bricktown's kind of in an area where there's a lot more uh, businesses around and everything. And so you can have venues down there. Uh, you know, the Green Door, actually, I was going to have um, uh, my buddy that actually used to own the Green Door. He's going to come talk to us about music. Okay. Uh, but but he um, he had a venue right there, and, and the property cost out there is ridiculous. But, like, uh, but the Green Door used to be downtown, other than whenever it was uh, on the 89th Street Collective is where it used to be. Um, and I, and I remember it as the Conservatory, so it was the Green Door Conservatory, oh. 89th Street oh. Collective. It's all the same. same It's all the same little warehouse, um, little building, Uh, and um, and so. um, But the Green Door moved downtown, and I was about, I was like, my teen, late teens, whenever that happened. Um, And so, um, anyway, the um, that that area right there, there's like an IHOP, and there's the ballpark. Right. This is an entertainment area. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that really doesn't match entertainment out there, but I guess it kind of does, is the outdoor uh, Bass outdoor Bass Pro. Yeah. It's a random place for a Bass Pro, but they bring in a lot of people because they go there and they look at the Bass Pro stuff and then they like go into all this other entertainment stuff that's downtown. Um, but where the old Grams was, I, I think a big part of like that venue, and I really liked the building, but the venue was located next to furniture row basically what they call it's like every single business over there is furniture it's all mathers brothers and i think even they plummeted the building and then Mathers brothers bought the property so like it became all mathers brothers over there um and so i mean that's what the, that's what's going on there but so i think that a lot of that and then there's venues um there's there's an axe throwing place pretty awesome um there's a there's a few arcade places on a road down there on Reno and, and like in on Sheridan. And it's all being pushed uh, toward the city or through the city. Um, and all these industrial park areas are now becoming business areas with all these different venues and, and food places and all this awesome stuff. So I, th- I think that part of Oklahoma City is growing. And right now you can get a, you can get a house out there for cheap and rent or own and it really i mean as as the city grows the value of those properties are going to go up for sure well and it's man i remember when i was a kid if you had to go to bricktown it was for a specific thing because it was kind of a shady place and it has those parts of town still but 
with the MAPS program over the last 20 years or so, I mean, it's had its failures, but it's also had its successes. I mean, downtown is beautiful compared to <laughs> what I remember it being. When they called it Bricktown, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a term of endearment. No, and I mean, and Bricktown was trying to be uh, San Antonio for a while. Yeah. Now they're trying to be Dallas. I mean, like, I, uh, I noticed that with the Omni Hotel um, that that whole area right there reminds me of Dallas because you have these big gigantic skyscrapers you know that that like that um our skyscrapers one of the biggest in like the whole region of the United States uh and um the Devon Tower and mm -hmm. uh, and then next to it though you have Scissortel Park and uh and Scissortel Park built a venue and they they had an awesome opening show. I mean, like they um, and I, I think even Wilson said that he went to that show, like the um, uh, Kings of Leon yes. came out here and yes. played. So that day uh, that they played, or the day before, um, my family actually met up to eat at uh, IHOP, and we were all eating, and we saw the stage outside, and we saw the governor and mayor of the Oklahoma City and we're like what what's going on out there you know we went outside and, and come to find out like the lead singer of uh, Kings of Leon was walking on stage and they were saying that they were going to play that show that night um, and so and that was around New Year's so they, they built that venue for that so I'm hoping that uh, you know following this opening and, and stuff in Texas that Oklahoma's going to say you know follow that side and be like hey you know let's let's have a, have some outdoor shows and start running some shows at Zoo Amphitheater and at um, at Scissor Tell Park. The cool thing about Scissor Tell Park, since it's an open park, uh, most of those shows are free, um, and so that's pretty awesome. Uh, get out there, you know, it's really nice weather. Um, and then also, there's a really cool bar there, uh, right there. It's uh, called Social Capital. Hmm. Have you ever been to there? No, I haven't. They have, uh, they have crap beer, um, all sorts of different beers on um, that are Oklahoma beers. And uh, they have this upstairs, and it overviews the park, and then it overviews the Oklahoma City like landscape area. That's so. like that's further on the, like the west side of downtown, right? That's a prettier part of the city. Yeah, yeah. it's well, it's by the highway, like Central Park's by the highway, and then there's the Omni Hotel. There's the it's right by the um, the Thunder Dome yeah, yeah, is what yeah. we call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's all on that side of town, um, and I mean it's a really it's a really good um, like park area though, just to go out and relax and walk around and take in the fresh air. Uh, some of my friends and stuff, we do that. Hefner, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, yeah. There's a but there's definitely expansion down there, um, and you can you can tell that things are going to start opening up. Um, the Omni like venue. I don't know what they call that center, but like there's the right next to the Omni Hotel. There's this big convention center that just got built. Um, I think that they're at the end of that project, so they're about to be um, ready to go for that stuff. But again, that's an indoor venue, um, so I don't know how that's going to play out with everything going on. Hopefully, they're able to figure it out. Yeah, um, man. I mean, this that that announcement. I mean, I was already excited about 2021, but to me now that oh man, it actually got like a a visceral response when I read it like I felt I felt it in my gut like oh this is good this is good 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 and I know the backlash there's people that are like oh it's too soon this out of the other nobody's forcing you or trying to make you feel like you should step out in public when you're not ready however world keeps turning 
So, um, uh, it, uh, mitigating risk is, is, is an individual uh, decision and responsibility. And uh, me personally, if, I'm, if, if someone's a property manager or an owner of a venue and they require certain things, I'll obey those rules because I want to see a show. It doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you really want to have some fun, go online and read what you agree to. Like, go, go to a venue website and look at their door. Read it. Yeah. You agree to them to basically grab you and like a rag doll and throw you out the building sometimes. Kind of like you're that, their property for yes, a couple hours. Yeah, I mean, and, and so honestly, out of respect for what they do and respect for the people inside that building and respect for the artists, you know, I, I like, um, I, I think it's really important to to actually respect the venue rules. For sure. Because I mean, whenever you act like a fool like that, you can get banned from venues and you won't be able to go to those shows. In local venues, I mean, you're, you're going to get banned from whatever bar that is or whatever venue it is and you're not going to be able to go to those shows. Well, And so that keeps you from actually enjoying it. You start looking at that from like who, let's say you get kicked out of a venue, now you find out that venue is actually owned by one company that owns all the venues. Yes. So now you're just fucking Yeah, I mean shows. there's there's uh there's a set of bars here that are all owned by one company and they they've owned a bunch of restaurants and they had a bunch of money and they just started investing in the bars cuz they didn't want them to go out of business. But the thing is though is that you could possibly get banned from all of those bars just <clears throat> by being banned from one. And so that that's kind of a, a big deal. Um, other than that, I mean, like uh, out of respect for the, your bands, you know, I mean, uh, whenever whenever you're in a show and and everything and you're watching you know it, it goes both ways i i've seen bands disrespect their fans on stage i've seen rappers get on stage and basically say you know like some of those shows that you hear on on like mtv and all those different things where they where the person basically said i'm doing this for the money like i don't really care about the music no more you know like it's because their the record labels are on them or like they're they're there's something going on in their job I mean, it's a job, so like you know, they 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 have stuff going on that they're just like, well, you know, it's either I quit making music or I just keep with it. But at some point, I'm gonna be able to do what I want again. But right now, I'm mad, and so then what happens whenever they say, hey, I don't care if you're mad or not, you need to go dance, go out there on, on the stage and, and do a show. And so then these bands, you know, uh, they, they'll go out on stage and they'll they'll just start doing a show and. It, it it just turns into they're just on stage and they're just like playing and Robots. you can tell yeah. you can tell and they don't want to be there and so they'll they'll get on the mic and they'll I I've, I've heard one where they just got on the mic and said said man I don't even want to be here I would rather be in this state but whatever and then walked off stage for thirty five minutes mm. thirty five minutes during that period of time we had people in the venue going what what like like oh man you suck you know and they just started like there that artist could have possibly lost their whole entire fan base over 3,000 mad people in a small venue all have cell phones yeah and, and so mean, then that... it's mainstream news that this person did this and so like you can go online and look up these artists and they I mean they've done it they, they've walked out you know walked off stage said they're not playing that day and, and like they've had to refund entire shows because of that um, and so I mean it's it's big business, and it is a business, and it is a job, and so I mean, it, it it's one of those like the last thing that 
that a um, a band really needs is is you know kind of like a comic with hecklers. They don't need fans that are not gonna like actually at least put on face for them, right? <laughs> you know, and respect the venue for them. Um, well, and that so, just goes back to that whole energy exchange of what a live gig is. You know, you, <laughs> ask old Axl Rose about messing with your fan base like that. He's got how many riots under his his belt for yeah. walking off stage? You don't fuck with crowds, man. Yeah, you don't mess with crowds. I mean, like, uh, like I was at one 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 time, and it was the rapper uh, Joey Badass, which I don't know if you've ever seen Mr. Robot. But one of the one of the main characters of the show is this guy, and in, in, in the show um, it says actor name Joey Badass, right? And uh, so that was the first time I ever knew who he was. And uh, so then I started listening to uh, to his music, and um, and so I worked his show one time, and we were all at the front end of the stage and doing security, and uh, and the the um, main security manager he goes. Hey kids, stop moshing or whatever it was, right? And he's harassing these two kids, and I mean they were like they were like maybe in their teens, right? He's harassing them, and Joey Badass stops his show, goes, "Yo, security man!" And he looks up at him and he goes, "The fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Leave these kids alone!" And uh, and so like the guy was like, "Oh, okay," and then and already so he just kind of like backed off, and then he goes. There you go. Now you, you know, all you people can mosh like that. And he's like, and everybody just started moshing, like in in the group. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like you know, like if the if the you know the artist wants it, I don't think the venue is gonna be able to stop it, right? right? Like you know, I I like I've also seen somebody throw a can, a bottle, like at the stage, and then roll across the stage, and the artist goes, looks down, and they're like. You throw drinks at me? Like, they just, like, <laughs> totally lost their composure. They were just, like, so mad. And they were just started yelling at the audience. And it was just all because, like, I guess some fan didn't like the artist. So they were trying to make a scene. But, I mean, but there's some weird, like, there's some weird event stuff that does happen at venues that, that you're that, just, like, if you work oh. in that field, it's beautiful sometimes. But You know, you can just walk out to the lobby and get a drink. You don't have to throw shit at the artist if you don't like That just, to me, is just beyond all... I don't. Yeah, uh, it's 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 against it's against etiquette, and yeah. then what ends up happening is that you end up having these like big old dudes walk up to you because most <laughs> most of your your security are, are small dudes like me, but uh but uh, a lot of um, a lot of times or even you know uh, um, there's a lot of women that that do um, event security that are awesome, and I would I wouldn't cross some of them either, <laughs> uh but I mean but these big old like like um I, like dudes that are bouncers. That, that that's what they do for a living no matter where they are they're at a right. bar club whatever it is they are a bouncer and that's their whole career choice and those guys will grab you like a rag doll and throw you out on the street and and so i mean it's it's definitely one of those things just respect your venues and everything like that and that's why i say like com- coming back to all this stuff we don't want like when this stuff starts opening back up you know we don't want everybody to like end up losing losing it over something stupid you know like everybody start acting rowdy and stuff like that to the point where they go you know what it's probably better off we were shut down and then re-shut it all down again just because they feel that we're not acting you know right well and i think i don't know man that's kind of unpredictable and a lot of it is driven by the type of music you're seeing at the venue and if you have a more aggressive music you're going to have a more aggressive crowd 
But when we went and seen Smith and Myers at the Diamond, it, it was, I, I was definitely reduced capacity, but it, it was still pretty full. But people were very respectful. They like you were saying in their own little groups. Everybody mm -hmm. had like a bubble, and it went off without a hitch. And I was like, we can, we can do this, but. It's you know you got to get you got to be involved in it. I mean, and you got to respect house management. And it don't matter your personal thoughts on it. You're on their property. Same as if you're in your own property. You know, if you require a mask, then you require a mask. If you don't, you don't. It, 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 it to me it makes it's perfect sense. But I don't know why this is all complicated the way it is. But whatever. I'm just glad to hear that it's coming back around and it's coming back around soon. And there's a lot of talk about. Basically, the, what I'm hearing out there is just kind of the gears starting to turn. Mm -hmm. You're hearing bands uh, release a new single, or a lot of bands have had had their EPs or their albums shelved for months, and they've had to find new ways of distributing this music in a time when you can't go on the road and reach a crowd. You have to distribute it online in a world where people are sick of watching concerts on their screens. We want to go see a show. So I think that's going to open the door for a lot of these bands that have been that middle rung to explode. I think what we're going to see over the next three years is going to be a wide shift in what is consumed popular music. Well, I think too, uh, if you know, if all the numbers of all the equipment being sold and all the all the information that's coming out of the pandemic is kind of true, then. We're going to see like an emergence of bands coming out and they'll be like, yeah, we started in 2020 during the pandemic and we just all got together at my house and started, you know, like uh, making music. And, and so like, this is our music. And then they like start doing a live show. Yeah. But they, but they started during the pandemic, like some of the artists that you've mentioned before that have started during, during 2020. Like, uh, and so I think over the next three years though, we're going to have, we're going to see emergence of bands. Um, the average rock band, uh, um, is, was it 10 years? And, and I think that some of that has been brought down. That number has been brought down a little bit for online. Um, my goal and, and what I do is is actually to make it where that happens faster. Yeah. I I I used to um, I used to go to local shows and just listen to music, and I'd just be like, well, like I could see where this band's gonna be big, and then you know, you give it five years, they're still together, and then like nothing. And then about eight nine years into it, they're barely getting by. They're still making music. And then somebody goes to a show, and suddenly you start seeing them on on like all the major network like music stuff. You see them on TV playing on like on SNL and stuff like that. And so then you're like, you're like, oh crap! Like it finally happened. Yeah. But you've been listening for eight years, and so you're like, you know, you never thought that they were going to take off after a while because you kind of give up. But then in bands, like ten years is average. And you so, figure by a band should be a formal touring act by the third album, which you know usually your album cycles is about two years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, six to ten years into it is yeah. usually when a band and really hits its stride. It's around that four-year mark yeah, that they yeah. start to get ma mainstream and bigger. Um, but I, I, I think, um, you know, because like pop music and uh, and um, a lot of the rap music and EDM and, and all that, a lot of that stuff is done online. And so uh, YouTube and, and other platforms have made it where they, they can put their music on there right away. I don't see where these other 
genres of music cannot take advantage of that, you know, and just actually put their music on all these platforms. I, I think that a lot of it is, um, a lot of it's just time of knowledge of it, because back whenever, whenever I was in school and I was learning about computers and everything, and I was a techie, like, um, we would we would talk about these ideas that people would put on there. Like MP3s were a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Napster. Napster could have been an amazing product. Like it could have been an amazing product if it didn't get got gone after the way it did. If they would have figured out like nowadays, you could actually reinduce Napster with like a big uh, you know a um uh, the whole like um like how we were talking about uh, before the podcast like that um like you could you could use the blockchain. And you could actually put value into things, and so like you could actually raise money now without, and and something be a tangible asset without yeah. it actually, like it being a different way of tangible asset. Napster and failed so, because they stuck to their guns in the face of Metallica coming yes, after them. If yes. they would have, if they would have made those moves instead of, well, I mean, what you do when you're attacked, you do the same. It's yeah. just a natural reaction, but. You know? and, and I mean, and, and a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it was illegal. A lot, you know, sure. Kazaa, Napster, uh, but it satellite, was so new. whatever. But it, but for all of us, like, there was a lot of music that would have never ever gotten heard if you didn't like download it off the internet, because at the time, um, new music was being produced faster than the albums were being burned. You know, like, and well, so that, and that think- that's why we were all doing it manually in our houses yes yeah. it was a lot faster but i think the, that was the thing with the metallica thing is it, it wasn't that naps because i mean metallica got famous because of the mixtape scene in the 80s you know it's illegally recorded mm-hmm. bootleg tapes yep so I, I don't see where metallica was angry at the distribution of recorded music the where they were mad was napster got a hold of studio cuts before the track was released yes. that's yeah. where and that is a problem that mm-hmm. is not cool but because of that mistake, and then they came, they Metallica went after them. Napster dug in and stuck to their guns instead of thinking, yeah, maybe that was a little jacked up. Right. But and then that all happened. But the fallout of it is where we're at now. You know. Yeah. That. That. I mean, like music distribution would have been, um, it would have been way different, uh, and and would have been a lot more advanced, I think, than what it is now. And uh, and so I mean, you you, you pick up a like. Your winners and losers, you know, some, some Spotify, uh, yeah. they're trying to get in the podcast market. I, I, I don't think that they're doing like uh, that well because I follow a lot of podcasters and I, lo- and I follow a lot of uh, um, people like Joe Rogan and stuff that, that uh, go through them. And, um, and it looks like that all his videos and audios are being added back to YouTube and all that kind of stuff, which means there's a possibility that he's not doing as well with which um, with Spotify and also Spotify is not getting their side of the deal because I think that their goal was to basically take over the podcast market and become a platform but there's a lot of platforms out there for a podcast so I mean I, I like I don't I don't see that and then with Adam Curry doing like um, you know podcasting 2.0 I, I think that there's going to be a lot more changes in that but it also goes into music I mean there's there's a lot of platforms for music, um, and and so like I follow a lot of them. I'm not like I'm not one of those people that like oh you know like it's kind of like with the with the podcast that we were talking about like you know trying to carve out our own little spot for uh, what we do. It's the same way for my business. Like I want to carve out a little bitty spot for me 
that I can get by and, and like I can take care of a family and I can take care of like, you know, my people that are involved in the business and all that kind of stuff. But like, but I mean, and if it gets huge, cool. If it right. doesn't, you know what, at least I tried, right? But like, but when it comes to these like big, big companies, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, I could see buyouts and offers and all those things like in the future just because the fact that it's like this is the software it can do this and we can make this happen and so like we can make it all happen collectively i think that that it, it would become a lot bigger um industry online and so um and i think uh, I, th I think the main thing about it is that there's a lot of local music out there that never gets heard and um there's a lot of good lyricists out there and so I, I think that they put a lot of heart and talent into what they do. And so the idea is to actually get their music out there. Um, so, uh, so with that said, like, you know, I think probably transitioning over to our spotlight of like artists that oh, you sure. want to talk about. Yeah, I talked to these guys this week. Um, if I have more on that, I had a studio engineer tell me one time, it's better to be an independent artist that can move 50,000 units and owns 50% of it as salary or whatever mm -hmm. and the rest is production costs than it is to have a multi-platinum album and you're only getting point zero 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 one percent of sales. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I didn't understand it at the time, especially back then, CDs were still selling. Mm -hmm. But now in today's world, it, that dude must have seen the future, man, because that is so true. The, the major labels are sought after as a means to get the popularity. But once that record contract is up, most of these bands are opening their own Mm -hmm. record labels and they're just putting out their own stuff but once they get that it's almost like if you have the pl the platinum selling record at the beginning of your career once you're out of that contract now you have the fan base mm -hmm. it's this weird dance but it is what it is most of the people i'm talking to coming out of nashville <clears throat> throughout the uh, pandemic it seems like <laughs> nashville's been really the only scene um i've seen gigs here and there we've had a few gigs here in oklahoma um, I know Texas, you hear about it. It's, it's a very taboo thing, man. It's like, you know, everybody wants to do it or everybody is doing it, but nobody's talking about it. It's like the anal of today's public <laughs> market. Yeah, but, they, it's uh, kind of like, it's like a secret show. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ooh, speakeasy type stuff. But uh, there's a band out of Nashville called True Villains, and they're, they're a rock band. And uh, I... I I found these guys through another artist, and uh, I like their groove. They got a, a new single that drops today. I'm not sure it has dropped yet today. It's still pretty early, but um, check them out. Uh, we'll, we'll put on one of their uh, earlier singles so y'all can at least get a feel for them. The one is called Blood in the Water, and the single they dropped today is called Dig Your Grave. Uh, as far as I know, you can get a hold of them on uh, YouTube, Spotify, all your streaming apps. But the, uh, they definitely have an Instagram, Facebook. Check them out. Like, follow, subscribe. These guys are uh, they're, they're pretty talented. So uh, give them a shout. Just 
True Villains with Blood in the Water. And again, they, they drop a new single today called Dig Your Grave. They got good written songs, man. I mean, I, I like I was telling Jonathan during this whole thing, I'm a, I'm a musician myself, and, and I love, and it's generic as hell to say, but I do listen to a little bit of everything. And the number one thing I listen for is a good intro, a big hook, and it's got to have structure. If it's got a good structure and it flows, then it's gonna be digestible, you know? I don't care what genre it is. Um, anyway, we got another band, uh, uh, they're a bigger band. I don't know if we can play any other stuff because they're on a major label, but uh, Blackberry Smoke put out a new uh, uh, EP, or maybe it's a full album, I don't know. I just saw it today, it's, uh, it's called You Hear Georgia. And Blackberry Smoke's a band I love. I've, I've, I've shoot. How long have I been following those guys? Since they were early in their career, 2008, nine, somewhere around there. And uh, I've seen them a couple of times and, and, and they always deliver. They just, they are, they are some pros, you know. Southern rock, it's good music, gospel, it's got a lot of different elements to it. But uh, if you're into the Allman Brothers band, if you're into Leonard Skinner, if you're just into rock and roll, check out Blackberry Smoke. Um, another band from Oklahoma, uh, Aranda, if you guys haven't heard these guys in a while, they have uh, started to peek their heads back out. If you guys don't remember here, um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago there is a tragedy in that band um, with their drummer. He was, uh, he was killed and he's no longer with us. It was a horrible event. I'm not going to go into it here. It's, you can read the press releases if you want to. But it was tragic and and Oklahoma has very few bands that are their flagship bands and <clears throat> as far as rock and roll goes Hinder was one of them uh, and Aranda was right up there man as far as being the local favorites and they put out some really good music and then when this happened it seemed like it just took the wind out of their sails and I was honestly I thought they wouldn't be back 
and I don't think anybody would blame them if they weren't or if they came back under a different moniker maybe but I mean Aranda's their last name so I don't think you can really change that up a whole lot but mm -hmm. uh, great band great guys and um, now they got a new album in the works so uh, we're gonna just play one of their older tunes that you probably recognize here if you're, especially if you're an Oklahoman um, but uh, Check them out, and we will definitely keep you guys updated. The more we hear, the more we'll promote it, because we love these guys. So this will be, uh, what are we going to do? Still in the dark or satisfied? You want to flip uh, a coin? I got satisfied spinned up, but I can do still in the dark. Too. Just do satisfied. So I like satisfied. that. Okay, let's do that. Aranda, guys. Check them out. If the sun came up tomorrow And you lived in the perfect place That just wouldn't be good enough for you You could have a happy family Money in the perfect face But that wouldn't be good enough for you Enough for you and I know I never want to see you smile And I never want to see you satisfied On a Sunday morning Now I'm moving on I know I never want to see you die But I never want to see you
But I never wanna see you satisfied That was Miranda, guys. And I know if you're from Oklahoma and you're hearing this, you recognize that song. That was all over our radio stations that year, that summer. And, and uh, I got to catch these guys at the Diamond Ballroom one time, and they did a cover of Led Zeppelin that just... I mean, chills. I mean, it, it, talented guys, and, and it's it's just tragic what happened to them. But I'm really glad to see them that they're moving forward and and, and respectfully. You know, it's it's been a, a year, year and a half, maybe two. I think it's so. You know, you can't stop people from doing what they love. You know, doesn't matter what it is. But anyways, check them out uh, again. Instagram, Facebook, all the streaming apps. They're they're out there and and. Um, yeah, show them some love, show them some support, man. It's been a long haul for those guys. Um, last, I'm going to mention a, she's not a, a musician, or maybe she is, but that's not how she promotes herself. Uh, she actually impressed me with her photography. I kept seeing these pictures show up on, on my Facebook profile about this live music and stuff, and I'm like, well, that's cool. That's just kind of hurting my feelings, though, because there's no, no gigs going on. And it turns out these gigs were going on, just they're out in Nashville. So she's taking all these action shots from these bands and, and she's, she sent me some stuff in her portfolio just for samples. We're going to have those up on the Facebook page as well as more bands. More bands is still being built, but we, we will get, I'll get them online some way, some form or fashion. <laughs> she's, Instagram, yeah. but I would definitely give her credit. Yeah, her name is Nita Ann, N-I-T-A apostrophe A-N-N. She's a great photographer. She does a lot of your... Um, I don't know what would you call that a relic shots maybe or aged uh, she she does a lot of photos that really give uh, like a vintage vibe and uh, it's, it's really cool what she can do with with some of the lighting and, and shadows in her photos so shout out to Nita Ann yeah, and you can uh, uh, search her stuff on Instagram um, just by typing in Nita Ann uh, Nashville like and it will come up. Yeah, and we, we, um, we would yeah. eventually like to have her on. I just I'm kind of interested in her story, you know. But uh, very very cool chick, very fun to talk to, and um, again check her out. She's talented and she does professional photography, so I'm sure she's willing to do some work if that's what you got in mind. So I about all I got. Ready to wrap this up? Yeah. So. Um so the local earshot podcast rolls on the value for value model uh we like um time talent and treasure so uh you know take your time listen to the podcast if you like what we're doing let us know um we have contact forms inside uh, local earshot uh, com and local earshot podcast.com uh, and so you can contact us you can leave us a note um if you want to uh, connect on the show, uh, then uh, that's your talent. Um, we are looking for talent. So we are looking for local artists and big artists and small artists and all artists uh, to come and be a part of the Local Earshot podcast um, and possibly, you know, um, possibly might be doing some connections on morebands.com in the future uh, with those uh, local artists. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's that's what we bring to the table. If you're in the music industry, if you work in venues, if you uh, do photography, if you um, are the people that do like all the choreographing or other things, we want to hear your story. So we want to know your career and we want to know and kind of get you out there in front of the people. Um, and then, 
uh, your treasure. You know, we always value it. We got to keep the lights on. You guys all got to keep the lights on to keep playing music. Um, and all the fans get to, keep, uh, you know, have to keep the lights on so they can afford to go to these shows. Um, and so, uh, so, I mean, with them, uh, just um, basically providing that... Um, you know the the treasure. Basically, we uh, uh, we are creating a donation page on localearshot.com, um, local uh, and that donation page will lead to crypto. Uh, we actually have a goal uh, now that we're actually setting this goal now uh, that we would want to possibly, in all ways, shapes, and form, crypto or not, like we we would actually want to raise fifty thousand to be able to actually get a good thing going yeah. here studio um, and so like and that's one bitcoin so if there's a uh, multi-billionaire out there that got rich off the bitcoin world um then we would greatly appreciate you fund our business we want to um, we want to know more rich people guys yeah. let's uh let's just cut the chase <laughs> let's cut the chase we need some more rich people to fund into us um yeah and then um yeah so yeah time talent and treasure uh, it's the value for value model. It comes out of um, out of Adam Curry and the No Agenda uh, podcast. Uh, believe me, it's worth listening to because uh, uh, they do a lot of like the decry- decry- um, decryption of the news that that none of us really ever get. So like they they go through all the news stories and figure out what the real truth is. Um, but uh, I've been listening to them for several years. But the guy that created it, he came out with this model, and I really like it i like the idea because it basically says that if we are putting out good stuff then you um you know everybody will give us their good stuff you know um and in return and that's and that's the way the world should be so absolutely man amen to that i'm, I'm very much the same way um to me especially when I was heavy into like gambling and poker playing, it's like money, I have a warped view on what money is. To me, it's kind of just the price of doing business, price of admission, you know? So it's like when I meet somebody, I try to find value in that person. And especially in this the live music art world, that's not difficult to do. Um, and I want anybody that we mention on this show or anybody that wants to come on this show or they just want to be cool and come in and you know, smoke a joint and talk about music for an hour. I'm, I I want everybody that comes through this to feel like they have a spot at my table because you do. If you're an artist and you have a legit something that you want to put out there, come on here and talk to us, man. You know, and and we're happy to put it up on our website, if obviously, if it's legit. Um, but everybody, everybody that has something in the art world, the live music, live entertainment, world that they want to share come on get a hold of me on uh you can get a hold of me on my facebook my personal facebook brad biggs um is my name uh my instagram is 13th step tone solutions that's the i'm doing a repair gig uh, amps guitars whatever electronics uh jonathan he's under uh more bands and yeah, it's uh, uh, morebands.com uh or john at morebands.com um also uh, can be reached um, like via I think it's a John at um, localearshot.com, um, okay. which I'll be giving you an email for that too. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, there's a few different ways um, to contact us. Um, yeah, just reach out, and uh, yeah, I think that that's all we got for today. Alrighty, so. man. We'll be bringing you some new stuff next Friday. Please stay with us and check in. We, we, we're we getting better every week. So I know these first few episodes are a little rough, but bear with us, man. We are uh, 
we ain't backing off of it so if you don't like it don't listen but if you want to be along for the ride by god check us out we're here to have some fun and uh, i think this year is going to be a lot of fun so we love y'all we'll see y'all bye bye have a good one bye